Over 7,000 climate technologies vetted by the U.S. government. So what does that mean? Well, there is a new platform called SBIR Partnering. And if you Google it, you need to kind of write those words out and then add.com to get to the right site. It's a database of technologies funded by the U.S. Department of Energy, SBIR slash STTR programs, which are known for funding early stage, often hard tech innovations, broadly in science, but many of those do relate to climate solutions. And look, if you're a pre-seed or seed stage investor, maybe an entrepreneur looking to commercialize early stage climate tech, or perhaps a corporate innovation team member looking to outsource R&D, this could be a pretty helpful uh, resource for you. Welcome to the Entrepreneurs for Impact podcast. My name is Chris Wedding. As a former environmental private equity investor, four times founder, climate tech CEO, coach, and professor, I launched this podcast to share the entrepreneurial journey, practical tips, and hard-earned wisdom from CEOs and investors tackling climate change. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. This is the number one way that listeners can learn more about the climate CEOs and investors I interview. All right, let's get started. Good morning. It's, of course, Chris. In today's podcast, we're going to go through four posts from a recent newsletter. Of course, our newsletter at Entrepreneurs for Impact, which you can get at Substack or obviously on our website at entrepreneursforimpact.com. The four stories or the four posts are, number one, top 30 software innovators in the electrify everything category. This is all really great, but one huge caveat or maybe blocker to the strategy of electrify everything. Number two, 7,000 plus climate technologies vetted by the U.S. government for maybe potential slash readiness. Number three, 12 tips for better sleep from a Stanford scientist that many of you have heard of on his podcast. Number four, if you're not getting the recognition you deserve, then dot, 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 consider the story of the Wright brothers. All right. Let's uh, let's take it to number one here. So this comes from a report from my friends over at Energize Ventures. It's called Electrifying Everything and Energize POV or Point of View. They profile 30, of course, 30 software innovators representing $19 billion of enterprise value and a $235 million median post money valuation. In the newsletter, you'll see one infographic that I pulled, kind of a market map of sorts, where they show the logos of the software innovators across four categories, energy generation, transmission, distribution, and consumption. So lots of companies to dig into, maybe if you're an investor for future rounds, maybe if you're looking to switch into climate companies with lots of growth potential to go join, or perhaps even if you're a founder, companies you could start that are similar or partner, uh, have partner capacities with these companies 
And I'll just maybe mention a few that that um, are relevant here, perhaps. Uh, level 10 Energy, and a shout out to a friend from my private equity days, Jason Tunderman, who's the COO there, making it easier for corporates to come together to buy renewables at scale. We have companies like Arcadia. So shout out to Kieran, the CEO there. And if you want to hear more about their story, you can listen to a, an earlier podcast with Kieran. Uh, Sealed. Sealed helps make uh, the retrofit of homes easier uh, through electrification. I think heat pumps, et cetera, turnkey approach. And Lauren, their CEO, is a member of our CEO peer group at Entrepreneurs for Impact. Cove.cool, uh, Sandeep, is, how would you describe this? Almost com- converting sustainable design professionals into a software, perhaps to make green buildings much more streamlined. And you could hear podcast with Sandeep on the Entrepreneurs for Impact podcast in, in earlier episodes. Ditto with uh, James, the CEO over at, at Dampen Energy, as well as Greg at uh, Voltus. Lots of other great companies here you should check out on this on this market map they've created. But, and here's the big, the big but, Dr. Eric Toon, which, which you all should know about through Breakthrough Energy Ventures, a friend here from my Duke Energy world, he was back at Duke for our Duke uh, Energy Conference in November. And in his keynote, he talked about a roadblock, a potential roadblock to electrifying everything, which is doing so would require the power grid to grow 4x in size, which includes an estimated 80 million kilometers of new and improved transmission lines worldwide. So, you know, imagine, right? Dear landowner, would you like to watch sunsets through new power lines off your back deck? Look, nimbyism not in my backyard. Clearly a challenge making even a mile, let alone 80 million kilometers over 50 million miles. Pretty difficult. So what to do? Well, one option, which is pretty compelling, is to move far more power through the existing utility easements. And I make a little note calling out uh, uh, friends. uh, I say, hey, Jason and Jay, we're looking at you to figure this out. Uh, Jay is a a former uh, student of mine at Duke and a VP at MetOx. And then uh, Jason Huang, CEO at at, uh, TS Conductor, an alumni of our CEO peer group program and Entrepreneurs for Impact. Both are working on making these solutions a reality. Number two and three and what to do about this need for more transmission lines. One is to add the need for us to be thinking about adding real estate professionals and storytellers to the quote-unquote transmission team to make this rollout more possible. It's not just about tech, of course, or energy professionals or technology. The third is to partner with software and hardware innovators such as those referenced above through the Energized Ventures report to reduce that $80 million number to something more uh, manageable. Okay, moving to uh, post number two here. Over 7,000 climate technologies vetted by the U.S. government. So what does that mean? Well, there's a new platform called SBIR Partnering. And if you Google it, you need to kind of write those words out and then add.com to get to the right site. 
It's a database of technologies funded by the U.S. Department of Energy, SBIR slash STTR programs, which are known for funding early stage, often hard tech innovations, broadly in science, but many of those do relate to climate solutions. And look, if you're a pre-seed or seed stage investor, maybe an entrepreneur looking to commercialize early stage climate tech, or perhaps a corporate innovation team member looking to outsource R&D, this could be a pretty helpful uh, resource for you. And I, I'll just give you a sense of the scale of the number of environmental and climate tech companies, or companies, mostly companies or technologies to explore. So in the energy category, so those tagged with the word energy, 2,115 and advanced materials, 1,842 environmental technologies, 1,572 sensors, 1,190 utilities, 952 transportation, 257. So look, really a treasure trove to dive into and to use it pretty simple, just create an account that describes you as an innovator, which if you're you know, a STEM-oriented founder of some sort, perhaps, with a tech that would fit into one of these categories. Or if you're a partner, think, you know, if you're a seed stage investor, a corporate VC, et cetera, those are capital, capital I, innovator, capital P partner, and you, you, then you can get access to, to explore these solutions. And a shout out to Kim Colt, general partner at Baybridge Ventures for sharing this little gem uh, with me. Post number three, so we're halfway halfway through this this shorter podcast format. Twelve tips for better sleep from a Stanford scientist. So who is this? Well, let's start with if your if your aura ring or Fitbit or maybe family are telling you that you're not sleeping well, as in like you're not acting very nice sometimes. Here are some action items recommended by drum roll, not that it's needed, Dr. Andrew Huberman. So why why should you listen to him if you don't already know who he is? And I'll I'll just say that uh, both of our teenage boys are active listeners and have convinced my wife to be an active listener. Our 12-year-old daughter, not quite there yet. But anyway, he's a neuroscientist and tenured professor at the Stanford School of Medicine. His podcast, The Huberman Lab, is often ranked in the top 15 of all podcasts globally. So what is the list? I'm not going to read all 12 tips for you, but I do have a link in the newsletter. One is to sit outdoors in sunlight within an hour of waking up. This is this is to be done outdoors, not indoors. The, the windows do filter a lot of those uh, photons out. It's to sit there a few minutes to maybe 10 minutes if there's decent sun. If it's cloudy, he recommends you know 20 or 30 minutes. Look... Difficult, perhaps, right? Certainly in the wintertime can be difficult uh, as well. But I assure you, even in North Carolina, that a uh, little bit of cold in the morning plus some sunlight, a nice way to wake you up. What that does is it helps to set the circadian rhythm, your body's internal time clock, if you will, such that your sleep is more sound. Another recommendation is to try this Reverie, that's capital R-E-V-E-R-I, Reverie Sleep self-hypnosis app a few times per week. I think this is one of those uh, freemium apps out there. So uh, free to try and then some some pretty small fee 
to get access to it on an ongoing basis. The third recommendation is to use Yoga Nidra, or he's kind of rebranded this in a to be a, a non you know kind of yoga Eastern philosophy framing for those that uh, have an aversion. Anyway, his framing is uh, non sleep deep rest, and of course a helpful acronym NSDR to go along with that as a way to either get you to sleep or to help you fall back to sleep if you wake up in the middle of the night. And in this post, he goes on to say, this is the, uh, something from his, his, uh, his Twitter post. It's a series of words which say, look, best nootropic, so best for your brain. It's what is sleep. Best stress relief, sleep. Best trauma release, you guessed it, sleep. Best immune booster, yes, sleep. Best hormone augmentation, you got it. Best emotional stabilizer, also sleep. Anyway, just, just pointing out that obviously there are other solutions, pills and, and therapy and so forth for lots of those things. And not that you shouldn't, of course, maybe consider those as part of your solution, but sleep can be one of the best and obviously uh, free as well. So check out that post. And if you want to dig deeper into sleep recommendations, which look, we all need ways to improve. Dr. Matthew Walker, I believe he's at UC Berkeley. He goes by the the phrase or the, the, the moniker sleep diplomat. So he's got a website, a podcast, newsletter, et cetera, but all about the science of better sleep. All right. Number four. And this this comes close to home, as in, you know, I'm in North North Carolina and the Wright brothers, of course, did, did their thing, their original flight on the Outer Banks here on the coast. The title of the post is If You're Not Getting the Recognition You Deserve, then Remember the Ray Brothers. This is certainly true for all of us in some way, shape, or form. But despite being the founding fathers of aviation, they were often doubted. I mean, even called uh, liars. News of their first ever flight, in which, this is important, a plane circled around and returned to its original starting point, was originally published not in some major news publication, not in some major science publication but in a beekeeping magazine. That's right, folks. 120 years ago, a beekeeping magazine called Gleanings in Bee Culture, published by this gentleman, A.I.Root. Not only was he the publisher of this Gleanings in Bee Culture magazine, but a super first flight groupie. He later realized, hey, look, this news should be published in a much bigger publication he offered to have it published for free in Scientific American, but as the story goes, they refused to publish it, doubting its legitimacy. Anyway, we've got a, a picture of AI Root, this beekeeper, and quote-unquote aviation's first true, true journalist. You can learn more in uh, Nilbra or in a podcast from uh, How to Take Over the World on the story of the Wright brothers. I think it's a two, two-part series. Anyway, the point is, great things often take longer than expected to make headlines. Obviously not that we're all only chasing headlines, but anyway, great things can take longer than we expect, period. All right, that's, uh, that's all I've got for this kind of newsletter turned into audio form for the holidays. Hope you enjoyed it and hope you're getting time to rest and recharge for an awesome... 2024. Take care. 
thanks for listening. And if you want more intel on climate tech, better habits, and deep work, then join the thousands of others who subscribe to our Substack newsletter at entrepreneursforimpact.com or drop me a note on LinkedIn. All right, that's all y'all. Take care.